Hello, and welcome to episode 152 of Film Night. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. My name's Henry. And my name's Joe. And in today's episode, we're talking about Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. How are you all doing? Good bloods. Good four bloods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I've got my uh, pun for the episode description. Easily. Oh, oh, that's an easy one. Crikey. Yeah, yeah it's an open goal, yeah. that. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, it's great, Richie. Weather's lovely, I think, all over the country. Yeah, Christ. Yeah. I think it's the mm. hottest day of the year so far, today, if well, I'm not it, mistaken. Really? Yeah, it feels, I believe feels it. like it. Um, even, even hotter tomorrow, 29. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, baby. <laughs> too yeah. hot, really? That's, that's too hot. Let's be honest. Just too hot. Too hot. Yeah. Yeah, a bit, bit too warm. <laughs> bit too warm for us northerners. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, in, in good spirits. Good to be back. We're, we're rattling these off every week now. It's really good. Mm, um, Richie, uh, just by chance, I wondered if you had any news this week. Oh, Christ. I mean, I knew you were going to mention it. I wasn't sure it was quite ready enough for public yet. But yes. Oh, you don't, you don't um, have to go into any detail. Yeah, um, Fliss and I are buying a house right now. Um, mm. we're, in the, we're in the process of it. It's all very exciting. We really are getting old, lads, aren't we? And scary. Bloody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the opportunity arose for us and we uh, we decided to take it. So um, Yeah, good for you. I think it's a great great time to do it. Yeah. And why not? If you found somewhere you really like and you know it's within the sort of budget you're looking at, then you've got to jump on it, haven't you? Yeah, well, it's always good to, uh, to get on it, really, because, I mean, it's paying off a mortgage is a lot cheaper than renting. Yeah. Um, which will be uh, nice once we're on that uh, sort of thing. I do have a question, Richie. Go on. Is it a family house? A family house? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, thinking ahead, maybe. I mean, no, it is not. It is more of a starter home, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, thing that we're going for. Right. So we're Still... not going to be we're not going to be uncles in the next couple of years. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ho- ho- hopefully not for for a bit of time yet. Christ, okay. Christ, Christ, to calm down. One, one big bit of news at a time, please. <laughs> yeah, no. Still in the, still in the great uh, city of Leeds, I imagine. Yes, that's right. Uh, staying in Leeds, so um, hopefully we'll be able to still get us all together for Leeds Film Fest. Oh yeah. Assuming yeah. that's still happening this year. Yeah, not not seen any updates, but what did they say? November. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, well, it's November, wasn't it? So I mean, well, I cinemas are opening again next week. I know, I'm more just thinking about like the amount of films that people are even able to make. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, yeah, because yeah, production stopped, didn't it? Yeah, but I think it'll probably still be okay. Yeah, it should be all right. That'd be great if we could all get to that. That was that, really looking mm. forward to that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Definitely. Yeah, sick of um, renting, really. Although I really like this flat, but it's just a lot of shit with renting that uh, I'm, I'm sure you all know. Yeah. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, I feel I feel honoured now because I may end up being the only one of film night to to venture into your current abode. And um, yeah, that's true. We had a Leeds oh, Film Fest twenty nineteen. It was good, wasn't it? Um, yeah, good time. Yeah, good time. But what a great way to welcome in. Uh, well, you might you don't know actually because I guess you imagine that you probably would be in by the time Lift twenty twenty comes around. Oh Christ! I hope so. Otherwise, I might kill myself. <laughs> yeah, it's still a few months away. I mean, you'd think so. It should really only take like six weeks. Yeah. Well, that's, great that's brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Good for you. Yeah. 
Yes, thank you very much. Um, has anyone else got any any other news they want to drop or anything? Yeah, I. If it wasn't for coronavirus, um, I wouldn't be able to sit here and record right now because I'd I'd actually be probably pitching my tent up at Glastonbury Festival. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, for obvious reasons, it's it's been postponed for a year, and I luckily, very lucky, got a, a ticket for this year, with being the fiftieth. Um, mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, obviously, wow. I can't can't go. Um, it's been pushed back to twenty twenty one. So yeah, I'd, I'd have been driving down because it's only. It's only about an hour from Weston. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that would have been this week, right? Yeah, yeah. So it starts well it's due to start Friday, um, wow. but you, you be open the campsite up on a Wednesday. So yeah. the BBC have you been before? Week. No, I've never been, but it's no. always something I've, I've just wanted to experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the, the ticketing system's ridiculous. I was trying and I didn't get in, but then someone who else was trying got lucky. You can only buy six at a time. So right. it's just very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, so BBC are um, doing some like archive performances yeah. over the weekend, which, are, but I mean, this weather, I can't believe it. It's sod law, isn't it? Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. Heat wave. And ne- next, next year, it'll be pissing down, won't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it'll be in Mudbath, won't it? Yeah, yeah it'll be in Mudbath. So uh, have they like held the tickets over, Woody? So like you can yeah. go next year? Yeah, so. so oh, that's good. You sort of paid a. Um, deposit the 50 pounds and then basically when they wanted to pay the rest of it rest of the fee they announced it was going to be postponed um, right, okay and if you if you want to get your money back you can do but i'm just gonna gonna keep it because yeah. like i said i really want to do it so yeah um, that's worth it yeah no it's good it's very well organized to be fair to mm. me but yeah <laughs> bit of a contrast and i'm just sat in my room <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it should be sat on the festival there we go. Yeah, it's a shame. I see you're enjoying you're enjoying a, a pint there, all the same. I'm enjoying a pint. Yeah, I've, I've come I've come back to the coastal gem of St Anne's on Sea for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, for a week, I should say. Um, yeah, obviously still doing the social distancing, all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, mm. But I drove drove down last night. It was I've never I've never done it quicker that journey. Really, quick nice. as I've ever done it from Western to Blackpool. How, how long is that journey? Now. It was 220 miles. Um, as the crow flies, didn't stop. Did you <laughs> not? Stop. No, 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 no. Um, you, you, you get used to Pep, you know what it's like driving up and down. A, oh, yeah, you, you, you do. get used to it, don't you? Doing the, the long journeys. Mm. Um, yeah, there isn't a motorway in this country. You've not been on Pep, is there? <laughs> Probably not. No, no I, do, I do, I do get it, Woody. Once you're in the, especially if you're, I'm assuming you were on your own when you no, as well, no, with Grace as well. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, when you you just get into the frame, don't you? You just go for it. And she's um, she's driven down to Norwich now to see her family for a week. Right. So you can, basically, nice. you can basically draw a 220-mile triangle from Western to Norwich. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's good to get a break, I think, and mm. timed it brilliantly with this amazing weather we're having. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, yeah, hopefully it'll stick around for, for the rest of the week. Mm. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we might get to see each other at some yeah, point. Hopefully so. Yeah, hopefully. I think we should. Talk about off air. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm. That would be good to meet up. Mm. Uh, all right. As long as we all bring our barge poles, just remember. Oh, obviously. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Well, shall we get into this week's review? Mm. Let's, Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. This week, we're talking about The Five Bloods. Here's a clip. 
I see ghosts, y'all. I see ghosts. What happens uh, to all of us, man? Have you seen them too? Yeah. Uh, they had come to you at night. Uh, Storm and Norm comes to me down there every night. Now he talked to you like he talked to me. Come on. I don't think so. Come on. Fish up. The Five Bloods is directed by Spike Lee and it stars Delroy Lindo, Jonathan Majors, Clark Peters, and Norm Lewis. The synopsis oh and Chadwick Boseman, sorry, that should have that should have been on here as well, but it wasn't. Um the synopsis is four African American Vietnam veterans return to Vietnam. They are in search of the remains of their fallen squad leader and the promise of buried treasure. These heroes battle forces of humanity and nature while confronted by the lasting ravages of the immorality of the Vietnam War. What did you three think of The Five Bloods? Shall I go? If you yeah, want to, it, Jack. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this was a real mixed bag for me. Um, and I mean really mixed because there were some parts I loved um, and some parts that really did nothing for me. And I was a bit disappointed by how up and down it was, really, because... Um, yeah, obviously watching it in, in today's current climate was, was good, um, with everything that's going on. I don't know how, how sort of lucky that was, you know, cause obviously they will have filmed this maybe a year or two ago. Um, lucky might be a poor choice of words. <laughs> yeah, maybe not lucky, but you know, the, the timing of its release is, is clearly, uh, very apt and, um, I... I liked a lot about it. I did like a lot about it, particularly the performances. I thought they were very good. Um, you know, the five, the five of them and the chemistry between them, I really felt like they were very good friends and I felt like they, their stories went back a long way and they'd known each other for many, many years. That really came across. In particular, I've got to give a shout out to Delroy Lindo, who played Paul. Um, yeah. He was just sublime. I mean, I don't know what's happening this year really with, with the awards season, but for me, he's got to be up there because, um, especially considering there hasn't been as many releases as we might get, um, the competition may not be quite as, uh, as fierce. So I think he has to be in the conversation. He was fantastic. Um, you know, because they're all different characters, but he was clearly... Whoop. Oh, lost Jack. Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, shit. oh dear. Okay, hey. technical difficulties there have affected Jack's review. Um, so I guess while we wait for him to get back, does someone else wanna yeah, want to sort of go in, jump in with their opinion? Yeah, why not? Um, I think I'm going to probably concur with Jack on the most part. Um, it was a mixed bag for me. I enjoyed it um, more than I thought I would. Um, Jack's right when he says the parts that were great and then there were other parts that just I personally feel didn't work. The length of of the film, two and a half hours, didn't, surprisingly enough, <laughs> bother me. Um, oh, I cool. did, yeah, I did think beforehand, I, I was saying to Richie just off air, I watched this last, well, yeah, last night, early evening, um, and I was going to watch it on Monday night. However, it, nothing, it didn't, it didn't happen. And I thought, all right, two and a half hours, here we go. Um, but it did keep me hooked. 
um, a lot more than I thought it would. That's not to say that um, I thought it was a great film by any means. It definitely had its flaws. Um, it was a mixed bag because there were some parts that I loved and then other parts that I just didn't feel worked. Um, we'll get into it a bit more, obviously, when we talk about it and have a bit maybe of a discussion, but there was quite a few continuity issues I felt with the film, especially the beginning, um, which I'll come on to. Um, so, yeah, a, a very, very mixed bag for me. So I concur with, I concur with Jack, I think. Okay. Uh, well, Jack's back now. Um, I think we got most of your points there, but uh, yeah, you disappeared. So. Yeah, sorry, lads. Bad timing there. Um, I was just getting into the swing of things, <laughs> but, but no, I was just, I was just really uh, praising Delroy Lindo's performance, and I don't know what yeah. you guys thought, but um, I was just saying that obviously, with it being a strange year in terms of many productions being halted and cinemas being closed. Um, I mean, I have not seen many performances this year quite as good as that. I, I really did think he was brilliant. And his character was definitely the most volatile of them all. Um, you know, one minute joking around, next minute very, very angry. Um, and obviously it played with the idea of PTSD and his character clearly struggled the most with that. Um, I thought that was that was all really well dealt with and all quite powerful, actually. Um, and another one of the ideas that it played with, slightly staying on the same line there, is that, you know, war never really, really ends. It's always with you. And um, yes, okay, physically it's over. Um, the battle is over. But it's, it's constantly within the minds of, of these veterans. Um, and so the idea that we saw a lot of memories and flashbacks, um, for me, the, the, because they were the same age, you know, they didn't do any de-aging or use younger actors. I don't know what you guys think, but for me that worked really well because it, it emphasised that idea of, you've, you know, they've never left. You know, they're still there within their own minds and it was more a memory rather than showing us, the audience, what happened. It was more them thinking back to it. I mean, personally, that's my opinion. Um, and you'll have noticed the, like, the aspect ratio changed, and I thought that was quite cool, quite a nice idea, and it, and it worked well. But um, there were quite a few things that I didn't like as well. Um, I thought the script was really disappointing um, for me. I, it was very on the surface. Um, you know, there's a, there a few strong points. You know, we'll get into it, but there's a very long sort of monologue that Delroy delivers right down the barrel. Um, that was excellent, but I thought the conversations between them um, and between the characters, a lot of the time, yeah, I just, I just wanted, I wanted to delve deeper. I, I don't really feel like, even by the end of the film, we didn't really know much about these guys' backgrounds other than they were obviously Vietnam War veterans. We didn't really know much else. I, I do wish it delved a little bit deeper. And I'm also one for suspending my disbelief. I don't mind doing that a few times. Um, but I mean, the amount of luck <laughs> these lads, the amount of luck these lads had, um, it got a bit silly. Um, that frustrated me a little bit. It, it felt a bit lazy, to be honest. And there were certain angles that it, it didn't really go anywhere. Boring angles like the French, that French woman, the love, love interest between her and the young lad just didn't, didn't get on board with that. So there's a lot going on in this film. There's a lot to unpack. Um, it's a two and a half hour long film. 
Um, so I really do mean a mixed bag for me. I've not fully settled on where I, where I stand with it. But anyway, that's my initial thoughts. Okay. Uh, Woody, what do you think? Yeah, well, um, I, I disagree with a lot that's been said so far because I, I really enjoyed this film throughout. Um, I, I thought it was long. Oh, yeah, uh, two and a half hours. Um, and I, to be honest, I don't think that's justified. Um, I think some of the flashbacks definitely could have been cut. Um, they, they did a good job. I think it's an interesting point Clarky makes there, actually. I didn't think about it at the time. Um, as the four bloods thinking back to them in the present, sort of thinking back to the days in in Nam. Um, to be honest, I just thought that they had a lot of uh, shots in the shadows and stuff because he maybe didn't have a budget to de-age them like the Irishman did. That's what I was yeah. thinking as I was watching it. And um, yeah. a lot of the scenes were very, I thought it was very deliberately shot in a certain way so, so you can't yeah. see. And you, I know, think, you know I what think... I mean? I think you were right de-aging to... for, a, for a photo at one point, I think. So that, was, to... that was right at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, Woody, I think you're right because I've read, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've read that the only reason, well, maybe not the only reason, but financing was the major factor behind not de-aging. Hmm. Um, so maybe it's me being a bit sort of naive. We don't, thinking but we don't have to act like, we don't have to act like de-aging is the only option. No, we don't. They could have cast younger actors. Yeah. Um, sorry, Woody Curran. No, um, but I think over, overall, I I really enjoyed this film. Um, I've been working my way through Spike Lee's catalogue um, in preparation for this. Um, and I think it's important to... I think he's a very important filmmaker, first of all. I think he's a very deliberate filmmaker. He, he's not subtle. And he, he's never going to be subtle. <laughs> That's just a fact. Uh, you either like it or you don't, I think. Um, what Clark is saying about the, the timeliness of it... Um, I think I think he's always been ti- he's always been a timely filmmaker. If you if you look if you watch Do the Right Thing, nineteen eighty nine that was made, and it's still as relevant now as it was thirty years ago, and that's probably the best film I've seen from Spike Lee. Um, and then the, the stuff with I think the stuff with like the breaking the fourth wall, he's he's been doing that since his first ever film. He was doing that in She's Got to Have It, um, which wasn't one of his better ones. I. I didn't like it as much as Grace liked it when we watched it. Um, but the way he, he tells a story is very different to a lot of filmmakers out there at the moment. I thought, I I see where you're coming from, chaps, with the suspended disbelief and all that, but I, I found it quite funny, really. Um, it, is, it is a ridiculous over-the-top story, and there's no way on God's green earth it's, it's going to happen in real life. It's, it's not. Mm-hmm. But I think that side of it, made it quite a funny thing and I'm, I'm quite surprised to hear that you didn't like the scripts i thought the script was bloody brilliant i thought the, the chemistry between them all was, was i agree with that yeah. I, I i think the acting on a whole was very very yeah, high. yeah. The i agree with that. was very yeah. high yeah and, and like you say the chemistry between them yeah the i thought the chemistry was amazing and what what spike lee does really well and um he did this on do the right thing um, there's a lot of scenes in there where they're just improvised. So you, you have a, a core group of three or four characters on a, standing on a street corner. Um, I went on IMDb after I watched it, and he's, they have these proper quick, um, banterous sort of exchanges, these men, and it's all improvised. 
So I imagine a lot of that is going on here as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really surprised to I, I can see where you're coming from actually, um, but I'm quite surprised. But it, it was a, a mixed bag because because I, I really liked it, lads. I, I'll be honest. Um, mm. Richie, what what do you think then as the fourth blood? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm afraid I'm more on uh, Pepster and Jack's side with it I, I wasn't really a big fan of this film but I don't think it's terrible either I, it, it was it's more of a halfway one for me I think as well um, although I do agree with you Woody on um, the dialogue between them and the acting I thought that was all very good and very natural and I thought they all had very good chemistry together um, so all that all that stuff was actually great uh, and, and I think um, is what brings it up most of the time for me. Um, yeah, I think for me, it's, it's more the story that uh, I just can't, I just didn't get on board with. When it started, I thought it was going to be more about the mistreatment of black people in the Vietnam War. Um, and I kind of wish it was more, more focused on that. Um, I think that would have made a more interesting story because I, I, I found a lot of this story to be pretty uh, contrived and uh, dull and um, off and predictable at times. Um, so a lot of that stuff I didn't, I didn't really enjoy. Um, yeah. I thought uh, was his name. Uh, Delroy Lindo was uh, superb. Um, and he also brought it up for most of the most of the thing. I thought he was uh, portrayed his character really well, but I just don't think there was really much else on the other characters. He was kind of really kind of dragging the whole cast. Not not in terms of acting; they were all very good actors. But in terms of actual characters um, that are that's in the rest of them, I couldn't really tell you much about them, uh, to be honest. Um, and then it didn't, it, it kind of got to a point near the end where I was like, oh, okay, I see what's happened. Um, I think that's kind of, that kind of made me understand a few of uh, his characters' uh, outbursts or motivations or things that, have, things that he's done, basically. But then it didn't really, it didn't really end up as what I thought. And so I'm, not, I'm now not sure... I don't know. It felt like it was it was leading up to something, and then it didn't happen, which I'll get into in spoilers. So yeah, this one was not a great one for me. There was though. I, I understand he's got this very. He's obviously got his unique style of directing, and maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not really into that, or maybe I need to see more of his films uh, to get on board with it. Um, because yeah, some of some of. The editing and stuff was very janky, and, and, and I'm sure that's on purpose, but I'm just not sure it worked for me. Mm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to... I sort of wish I'd done what Woody's done, and, you know, in the build-up to this, try and watch a few more, because um, I'm quite quite uneducated, really, on Spike Lee's... Sort yeah, of I've pack. only seen two two of his films now. I, this, I must, I must this one and uh, Black Klansman. Which yeah, I think I, I enjoyed gonna... more. I think I enjoyed that one more than this one. Ooh. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say actually that 
because that was that was only what a couple of years ago mm. um and that one i i would agree richie i think i enjoyed it more i think that was a that was a brilliant film um that I wouldn't one... call it, i wouldn't call it a brilliant film for me personally oh, but okay. I, I would okay. say i enjoyed it more than this one okay i think going back obviously a couple of years but i'm pretty sure i really enjoyed it and I, I seem to remember that one had a lot more i mean this one did have comedy in there and there was humor but i, I think black Klansman was more um for me there was stuff that, that kind of came across as unintentionally comedic there was some there was some strange moments and what, I, in in the five bloods yeah and i wasn't sure what to think of it yeah there was a couple of moments where i agree I, it was like, was that sort of a parody moment or was that more serious? Um, I can't think of like a specific example just now. Maybe it'll come to me, but, um, but I did laugh. Like I definitely laughed quite a few times during this film. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, uh, but, in- that's interesting. You say that you prefer Black Klansman to this because I saw that film and I, I didn't take that film at all, really. Really? Right. Yeah. Did, we, this, did we review it? Really and, it. And this, this, this one, I, I prefer. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I prefer, I prefer this one to to that. That's interesting. Um, what did you say, Woody? Did you enjoy Black Clansman? Yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed. It's one of my favorite films. I think it was in my top five for 2018. I, yeah, was it? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, do you prefer that to this one then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. I think overall. Um, I think one key thing we should all recognise though is that obviously Black Klansman is based on a true story, whereas the mm. story for this is yeah, yeah. so far fetched. Um, well, it, well, it so is, but there was a lot, and and you're definitely right about what you say, Woody. Um, well, like like I've just said, I've not actually seen many of his films, but I've heard that I've heard that he's very on the nose and he he's not subtle, and you can obviously. That comes across very that, strongly. That is very obvious. Yes, <laughs> it's it's very obvious, and um, I'm definitely a fan of taking the slightly more subtle approach. Um, not that this, not that the, not that the way he did it in here was particularly jarring. I'm not sure that's the right word. It just felt like slightly gratuitous at times. Mm. Um, I don't think it quite needed to be so frequent. Like um, I think it's fine to open the film the way he did with a slight history lesson. I know that sounds like I did, didn't enjoy it and I found it boring, but I didn't. I, I enjoyed the opening. Um, but he just went back to that a lot. And, you know, with, with the shots of the, of the real, you know, awful atrocities. And It's almost like it dipped in and out of that style. Yeah, it did dip in. Like it, in occasionally, I, it occasionally did it, but it didn't really do it enough to set yeah, it as a I, thing. I felt that there was, like... Various and whether this was intentional or not, there was various different ways of going about the film and, and and different sort of ideas that they wanted to throw in. That but they just didn't. There wasn't a continuous sort of route. That mm. was it was it wasn't messy, but there was just different things that were going everywhere. They yeah. didn't really maybe take a couple out and make sure that it followed throughout the film. It was sort of like so many so many different things going in mm. but not constant um, in terms of his points he has to make i'd say the biggest problem with it for me or maybe even the only problem with it for me is just that it felt in this film at least that that was more important to him than the story and the characters 
which is, I guess, you know, that's up to, that's up to who, the filmmaker, obviously. But for me personally, it's, that's something I don't, I don't enjoy. I don't think that's a, a good way of mm. doing it. Because I, I think it's important. I think, you know, when I say it's gratuitous, I don't mean that in the sense of, you know, oh, there's no need to show, you know, actual events and, and show the horror. Um, because I think it's important to do that sometimes. I think sometimes that's necessary. And I think sometimes the audience need to be, you know, you need that shock value. That shock value is is really important. Um, and I think shying away from the truth and shying away from the actual events, I don't think that's the right way to go about it either because, you know, this is... This is an incredibly important period of, of history. Um, l- lessons need to be learned from it. And therefore, why not sort of show the audience um, some of those more horrific details? But it was just, I think what you said, Richie, it, it, it didn't quite settle on a, on a, on a tone. And, and maybe that, Woody can maybe talk about this. I don't know how it is with his older films, but there was a lot going on. And Joe said it as well slightly messy would would you say Woody that's something that appears in a lot of his films 100% yes <laughs> right uh, they're always a bit messy um i think it, it kind of does vary from, from film to film though of the the catalog the, the selection of his catalog that i've seen um i think and she's got to have it one of the things that actually put me off it more was its messiness um He's not trying to make the points that Black Klansman or The Five Bloods is trying to make. It's a lot more softer in its in its approach and its its messages and the content and stuff. But I mean that is it's kind of all over the place really. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if if you're not on board, then it's going to be a massive struggle. Similar to um, Adam McKay in his style of filmmaking. You know when <laughs> when we watch Vice, you. It was a two-way split, wasn't it? Two of us really liked it, two of you didn't. Um, and I think that's comes down to personal preference with deliberate filmmakers like, uh, like Spike Lee and like Adam McKay. They're not subtle. They, they have points to make and they're going to make sure that the audience, <laughs> even if it's rammed down the front, they're going to get it. Yeah, um, I think... And it's not for everyone. Um, that's, that, that style isn't for everyone. Um, personally, um, for I, me, don't, I don't think it it's is. for me. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> that's, that's I was going to say... I was going to say, Richie, I think, and obviously, uh, you know, this isn't me saying this is, is the truth. Obviously, I'm, this is more of a question, but talking about Adam McKay's film Vice that we did a while ago, well, not, only a few weeks ago, you know, I think, I think you struggle, don't you, perhaps with, with a director who has an agenda and, and wants to get that across. And I think... Not always, it, no, not necessarily. I don't know. It, I mean, it's the way they do it, I guess. Yeah, but I don't think you like it if it's rammed down your throat. No, I don't. I don't like it if it's if I don't think I like it if it's put above the story and the characters, and that's, that's how I point, and yeah. that's how I feel. That's how I feel. This film is, and that's how I feel. Vice was, mm. and I don't. And I also I don't like it when it feels like the director is on a high horse is talking down to you <laughs> and yeah you know i don't like that kind of thing because because perhaps to, i'm interested to get your sort of idea on this as well because you you're um you know you enjoy your political tv shows and you you, you I, yeah, like i do so, i am so so when it when it comes to directors um you know 
trying to get across their own views. What would you say? Yeah, you, no, I, 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 I agree with Richie um, to an extent. I didn't look. I felt the political side of it definitely. I didn't feel maybe maybe I just saw it in a different view, a, a different view, or I just watched it and didn't really think about it. Um, apart from the 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 Trump references and the "Make America Great Again" hat. Hmm. Um, Jen Renault that featured. Um, what does he look now, by the way? Sorry to interrupt you. Oh my god! Oh god, yeah. Huge. He's ballooned. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, oh, baby, he, he looked like Trump, didn't he? God, with that yeah. hat on. Yeah. I used to think he was <laughs> so suave in Leon. I know it's a long time ago now, but he's God. I couldn't believe it when I, when he turned up. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Didn't Dick Cheney put? He's yeah. method acted for that role. Yeah, put a couple of pounds on, flipping <laughs> yeah. or a couple of stone. But I, I did, yeah, I did. I, I, I know it was. I know there were political tendencies to it, um, and I know that was probably half the reason for the film. And, and obviously, with the Black Lives Matter at the well throughout, but obviously appearing at the end, um, there is obviously political undertones and throughout it. Um, it didn't really bother me, probably as much as Richie. Um, but I, I I agree. I'm not the biggest fan of sort of like constant sort of. It wasn't one of the main main problems views. I had with it. No, I I didn't I feel like. It, yeah, I, I didn't I, I didn't think it rammed it right down your throat um, as much as other films do. Um, yeah, I think politics should be kept away from films the majority of the time. I, I think there are there are uses to it. I don't though. necessarily think they should be kept away. I just, no. I, don't, I, I, I don't know. You it's, a diff- it's a difficult one. It depends. Well, you, you want advice. Yeah. No, you want, you want advice. No. I don't know. It um, depends. It obviously depends. Everything's... Yeah, I wouldn't... Different. I wouldn't say it needs to be kept separate from film. I think... I do think well, that this I was... There's ways that, of doing it, though. I do think I there was what, a, yeah. some, ram, some stuff rammed down your throat and, you know... Yeah, at times it could be a bit annoying, but it... it, it so it definitely wasn't like one of my main problems with the film. No, I think one of the one of the um, more fascinating aspects was the fact that Clarky uh, mentioned it the other week, and I've mentioned it many times. How good Apocalypse Now is as as a film, as a Vietnam War film, um, and there's so many uh, from the white person's perspective. But there's, there's I, don't, yeah. I don't think there's any that have actually been told through a black perspective. And mm. how, how Richie alluded to it earlier about how they were manipulated into fighting this war and how yeah. they were exploited. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I when it got going on that kind of that road, I, I was really all for it. Um, mm. I enjoyed the opening. Yeah. 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 And I think it, it does, towards the end, it does go away from that. And yeah. I think as the further on we, we get into, it does go away from that. Um, yeah, the more they're in the jungle, it, it's kind of them against themselves. Now I don't know if that's again deliberate in terms of Egg. the war well, that made them like this, and they're back in that kind of environment. Mm. And mm. well, it, well, it brings up the idea a couple of times, doesn't it? About you know, gold changing, gold can change you, and then they have that discussion, don't they, about their their own personal differences in terms of you know. Uh, how much money they each have, and that guy—they all think one of them is super rich, and then he—he uh, yeah. he, reveal—he reveals to them that actually he's not for various reasons, um, and just that economic sort of disparity between the group of friends is touched on a couple of times. Um, but I agree with you, Woody. 
the start I really liked and going down that path of yeah. this, we're seeing this from a side that we've never seen before. Mm. And then it gets into almost like an adventure type film where they're, you know, in the forest fighting the action sequences. Um, and that for me worked less well. Um, I don't know if you, if you enjoyed that. What do, what, what do we think of the action, by the way? Well, before we get on to that, I, I just want to say, like, just want to kind of solidify, yeah, what I was saying before on, on that point. That, yeah, I think I still think that I would have enjoyed much more a story about um, the, the, the kind of the hardships of, of uh, black people in that, at that time um, and in that and how they were manipulated and everything, you know, I, cause I, I don't know a lot about it. And as soon as it started, I thought, Oh, this sounds like a really cool idea. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, what it, it, it just kind of moved, moved away from that and wasn't really, it was kind of less about that. It was more, it was more using that as whatever points it wanted to make, but then that wasn't really what the story was about. So that's where you get this kind of clash with yeah. political, thing yeah and that's where i find that there's a problem because there's a bit of a clash there yeah i think i agree with that i think there's a lot of there is a lot of ideas that he's playing with here a lot of themes yeah. and a lot of a lot of sort of messages that he's trying to incorporate and i think at a certain point it's, it's just too one many. too many yeah i think it's, uh, but i mean but I, I, I must say as well at this point um despite everything i've said and some of the things i didn't like it's undeniable. It really moved me. It was. I found it really quite moving, and um, I don't know whether that was just the dynamic between this group of group of friends, um, and, and and you know, and how it transpired, and, and looking back, and I don't know. But it, I, I did. I must say, despite all the things I've mentioned, it, I found it really quite a powerful film. Um, and so, on that on that sense, it, it it really did work for me. Did anyone else feel quite moved, or was that just me? I guess at times, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I, there was a lot of emotion in it. Um, and I go back to the, we talked about sort of the acting. I, I, I personally felt, um, and I think there was more character development for some characters than others, mm. but the, the camaraderie between them. And I mean, it became sort of Lord of the Flies-esque at some points, <laughs> but that underlying sort of the, they're all in it together and, and, you know, they're part of one team and, it, it it did move you, yeah. Um, I quite like the the imagery of um, them back fighting when they were younger compared to when they were. Um, I don't know if we're getting into spoiler talk a little bit here. Um, I don't think so. To sort of moving on to when they. Oh well, then yes. Um, now we're getting into spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I I was thinking um, towards the end. I I quite like that imagery. Um, yeah. I think for me that the the, the uh, like movement, moving and emotion thing. I, I think yeah, it started off strong with that, and I think as it got went on, it, that became less so for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then the, and the way they reacted to certain things happening to certain characters, I found odd as well. It kind of brought me out of it. Yeah, what, I mean, what, what, I, sorry. I was, going, I was wondering if Woody agreed. What did you find it quite in that way, Woody? Or, or you know, was it moving for you? Yeah, I think so. And I think because of the, the first 30, 40 minutes, we get a real sense of um, these guys, what they've been through, and their shared experiences. And I think that um, 
the, the bar scene where yeah they're, they're yeah. just sort of having having a drink where the guards are down yeah but even then it, um he, t- he turns around and two Viet Cong are there and mm. it, it's even something like that um there's, there's there's another bit where I can't remember what the bloody character was called but it was Delroy Lindo was it Paul he Paul, was Paul, Paul. He? yeah, yeah. Paul. Mm. where the boy comes up the disabled boy comes up to him mm. um asking for some change and he just he just snaps straight away he can't even look at um he can't even look at him because of again what, what he's done what he's been through mm. as a as a war veteran and I think that those scenes really helped me to get emotionally attached to not just him but but all of them as well because the other guys were trying to diffuse this one of them was trying to diffuse the situation one of them was you know like looking around but they're all very different weren't they i think um mm. so as much as i would have liked to have seen some of their story arcs and well backstory explored a bit more um it did work overall as, as being a factor where i thought yeah i am quite much was attached to him a, a, a lot of the points throughout the mm. film um and there's loads of there's loads of scenes that are like that that's just one that i've just plucked off yeah my head. But i think it's a good one to bring up and it's it's one i was that's what i was thinking of when i was saying more at the beginning that scene exactly i was thinking of uh, and you put it very eloquently there uh more so than i did um yeah that's that's what i was referring to and yes there definitely were some more scenes like that throughout it and those scenes I think were what brought what brings it up for me. Um, do, do we need to give spoilers now? Or um, you can't. You can't. I think we already are in spoilers, to be honest. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, well, we're going to discuss spoilers now for Defy for Bullets. So um, skip ahead if you don't want to hear them. I'll put it in the description when the spoilers will end. Three, two, one, skip. <laughs> You know, just talking about Paul there and, and his struggles with PTSD and how an everyday situation very, very quickly um, got him all riled up and he just couldn't deal with it, could he? Um, and there was that scene on the boat where he's being offered chickens, you know, do you want this chicken? Do you want... He constantly says no. And, he, and, he, and he's polite at the start. He's very polite. And he says, no, please, you know, take them away. It's fine. Not today. I won't eat it. And then even the guide, the Vietnamese guide who's with them, um, says to the man on the boat, he won't eat it, he won't eat it. Um, but he doesn't, doesn't give up, keep, and then it escalates, and then, and then it turns into, hang on a minute, you're a war veteran, you've killed my, you know, you killed my family. Um, and then it, it just escalates, and I don't know what you guys thought about that scene, but I thought I like it, demo- it demonstrated yeah. it really, really well. Really tense. Um, mm. It was very tense, and, and all his mates trying to calm him down, and um, but but Clark Peters, who plays Otis, um, probably the most level-headed of the group, um, he he sort of let him get it out. He could see that this was a real sort of, you know, st- he was struggling a lot with this, and he was like, "It's okay, it's okay. Just you know, let him let him say what he needs to say." And then was Otis, sorry to interrupt you. Was Otis the one who had the the Vietnamese daughter? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was the medic. Yeah. Um, and so just one of many great scenes for me, that one. I think, you, I don't know, you, you kind of mentioned there that that Otis was the most level-headed one. Well, but, uh, for me, that would, I think this is, that is one of the main problems is that for those other three characters, 
I felt like that was the only characteristic that they all had was that they were the level-headed ones. Yes. I think, yeah, I, I think the other characters could have been fleshed out more. Like, I don't know what was more, like, I don't know what you're referring to that was more level-headed about Otis than the others. They all, well, seemed, just... they all seemed to pretty much just act the same way. Yeah, I guess it was, I don't know, I guess, I don't know, he, he just seemed like um, the straight man of the whole piece. And yes, the other, the other two, I, I know what you mean, they were also pretty level-headed and there wasn't really much, much difference, but it just felt that Otis was the one who took a lead when a lead needed to be taken. Obviously, the son had more character to him. The son had a Oh, yes. We've not really talked about him. I thought he was... Jonathan Majors, he was brilliant. Um, mm. I, I really liked his character. And, and, and the relationship with his dad, Paul, was obviously very fascinating. I think I, I agree with you. I think I would have liked to have seen um, more differentiation amongst the rest of the, of the crew, uh, of, the, of the Bloods. Um, Do you know why I think that... Do you know why I think you think that, Jack? Is because what? that Otis did have his... He had his scene where his backstory was explored, where he sits down with ah, yes. the Vietnamese fling, and yeah. we have that dinner table scene. It's yeah. it, in that sense, his backstory is told, and even then, and he finds out he's got this daughter that he never knew about. He's quite calm and collected, um, obviously emotional and upset that he's, he's not found out earlier, and um, and that kind of thing. But even he has his his five minutes, if you will. Um, yeah. The other guys, Melvin, um, the guy with the red T-shirt, he he showed a picture of his son and daughter, his son and wife, right at the start of the film, and we never see him again until the end. Mm. That's it. Um, it's very very quickly glossed over, and then uh, the other guy, Eddie, wasn't it? Who was the rich one? Who wasn't rich? Again, that comes a bit. That reveal comes too later on, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Yeah. When they just sat down. Well, and... to be honest, when that reveal came in, it hadn't even really been solidified in my mind that everyone thought he was the rich one. No, well, no, 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 no. No, there was. At the beginning, he, he, he went, put it pay. all on my tab and this, yeah. that, and the other. Okay, oh, well, yeah. whatever. It, it, it was subtle enough to slip me by. I, maybe maybe I'm just missed that. No, because but... even when he first turned up, he went to the reception in the hotel. He, he made the beeline for the receptionist and say, I'm covering it all. Okay. Well, I'm yes. just saying there was there was not a lot, um, and yeah, I think that's true for all of them. I mean, I think even even that the the, the uh, Vietnamese daughter that was still glossed over loads and and just like rushed in at the end, like oh, um, I've decided I want to like yeah. He just turns up and then she's like, oh yeah, I really missed you. What? Well, I mean, obviously, as soon as we see her as an audience member. We know that's yeah. his daughter. His daughter. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> For obvious reasons. If anything, if anything, I was more shocked that she didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I see, I see where you're coming from. Um, and this is why it's a for a two and a half hour film. You think why yeah. are these? Why haven't these been explored then? I think um, twenty minutes it's, of it's, other stuff could have been caught. Well, the. the the worst bits were the actual war scenes themselves. Now, I know Spike Lee is not a, a war film director by any stretch. And I don't think he's really trying to be. But I thought the, the violence levels were like Tarantino-esque. And yeah. I yeah. don't know, again, whether 
because the score was very over the top and dramatic. So it, it might have been an intentional thing of like Spike Lee's take on war film, like Vietnam war films. I don't know. Maybe, but um, there, there was some really questionable effects, though. Yeah, and and the, I mm. did like the the Clark. He said the narrowing of the aspect ratios for, to reflect sort of the older time and going back in time. I, mm. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it was like the violence was. Yeah, I, I was thinking Tarantino-esque level of over the I was top, gonna, yeah. which made it, to me, actually made some bit funny. Yeah. But a lot of it could have gone. It, it but, was it, but was it supposed to be funny? I mean, just... Yeah, the, the, I this, really? <laughs> I mean, let's, when, the, when, when they blown up, I think so. <laughs> you think that was supposed to be funny? Like, one of their best friends just gets blown up? Like, yes, it was funny, but why was that supposed <laughs> to be funny? Yeah. Because he... Is it, like, all... Yeah, <laughs> just the head. Wouldn't it have been a lot better if the intention was for that not to be funny? <laughs> like, because, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was <laughs> intentional. Apart from well, the fact I, that the the effects were so bad for it that that is why it was funny. I did, I did have a little bit of trouble with that because you know your mate's just been blown up. He's got no legs, no arms, and and I know you know. This this young lad or, or none of none of them really cared compared yeah th- this other guy this other lad well, it's quite a stood on one moment. so now it's like what do you mean no, no what I mean Jack is well, he's he's been blown up and and we've got all of like ten seconds on him and then the other guy's son stands on one <laughs> and then all the attention goes on to him rightly so because he could yeah. get blown up too but and then we forget all about yeah. this guy that's just been blown up yeah that's, much for the rest I, of the film. I, I agree with that i did but, then, that but i also I, but i also want to he's gone now yeah i agree but i also want to highlight that how funny again it was that that happens and then everyone's like oh fuck we're in a minefield and then we just see the guy just casually wander onto a fucking mine uh, in the background just yeah. like a fucking moron and it's that made me actually laugh out loud as well Maybe oh how well, yeah, it did seem a bit because even because Melvin, who was sat there, he's just like um, wandering around doing nothing. No, 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 no. But Melvin was the only one with a brain cell because he said, "Yeah, we're in a, we're in a minefield. Stop moving." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then no one decided to listen to him. I didn't have. I, yeah, I agree. It was it was slightly that whole thing was a bit. Yeah, it wasn't that whole thing was contrived, kind of. I think. But but when you're saying that they showed no emotion. I mean, there's an element of you're in a state of shock and almost numb. I mean, if you, it's it's all just happened within a second, and you know, look looking at that, I don't know how you'd react, but it would all. I don't think you'd just burst into tears with emotion. I think you'd just be like, "What?" Yeah. I understand that, Joe, but that's yeah. not really what we're saying. Like what Joe is saying is that even after that initial shock, and yeah. then the subsequent shock after that, and everything, even after this, still. Like barely any mention of that guy. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually. Like the next mention really is sort of like, and and, and it goes sort of like into when they just, go back to the tour guide and like where it's just all oh, broke spirals, his just all spirals <laughs> yeah, into such that. a weird, a weird story from that point on, with the French people tying them up for some reason. It all goes completely haywire, and that's when I really started to lose interest. Um, yes, I think. I agree with that. Yeah, it, it it definitely went a bit south for me there. Um, not not to say that you know it it was all um, all terrible or anything, but I, yeah, why did they why did they take them hostage? Those French people. 
We probably it, thought they were going to screw him over with the yeah. goals. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know about the goals. Yeah, but I think that it highlights for the, like, the ridiculousness of like them being in the jungle again and like the, the war yeah. and it all getting to the head. Yeah, making yeah, I get that. Irrational. It's irrational to us. As a viewer. I, I get that, definitely. I just It just didn't work for me, though. And the only one that actually wanted to do that was Paul, who had a gun. And at a certain point, you're like, oh, fucking hell, we need to just do it. Otherwise, this situation's going to get... Yeah, but this is all stuff that you're coming up with after the fact. No, like, I don't think that was implied in the film. Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. And I, and I do agree that those elements, when it turned into that sort of more adventure-style thing, and it got slightly away from... Um, you know the discrimination that side of things. That's those are the, those were definitely the weaker parts for me. Um, so yeah, I, I do agree, but I don't know. Maybe not as strongly as, as what you're saying. I recognise that French guy, by the way. What is it? Who is what? he? Jean Reno. No, no, no. The the younger <laughs> guy. The younger guy that dies. Oh, I, um, oh yeah. Was he, was he? Is he the blind boy in In Bruges? <laughs> I recognised him as well. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, which one is he? I think he's a Finnish actor. Is he? Oh, got me. Is he in Black Yeah, Jasper Bakoen. Go on. Has he been in anything we Black know? Black Clansman. Oh, that might be it then. Yeah. Oh, Black Clansman. Because um, the other, the, the, the Rotun gentleman, Paul Walter Hauser, was yeah. also in Black Clansman. He is brilliant. I really, really like him. He was actually quite funny in Black Clansman, wasn't he? He was funny, yeah, yeah. He Which one? Like he was a, the, 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 the chubby, the chubby chap with the beard who was with the French lady, but he wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought I recognised him as well. He was also in Black Clansman. He was more of a ra- he was a racist, wasn't he? Yeah, I remember him. In, I remember him very strongly in that. Okay. And he, he was also in uh, I Tonya with Marco Robbie. And when I when I watched that, he popped up. I was like, oh yeah, I really like him. Yeah, he's a good actor. He's a bit of a villager as well. <laughs> yeah, he's very he's meant, to, he's meant to be in a film called Richard Jewell, which is Clint Eastwood's next film. Yeah, well, it's, I think I it's already been released last year. I think yeah, it has, yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, isn't that something you wouldn't want to see? <laughs> but I saw the trailer. It looked really good. All right. Yeah. It's yeah, I story. didn't see that. No, I didn't see it, but I want, I want to. Um, it's mm. gone, though. Um, mm. But yeah, no, that. Yeah, I did recognise them too from Black Clansman. I know um, something that I might touch on quickly is I think, Woody, you said maybe in your initial thoughts that, that the score perhaps wasn't your uh, favourite aspect. It was a bit over the top. Um, is that right? Did you say that or was that somebody else? No, I did say that, yeah. Especially right. with, in the war stuff. I thought the soundtrack was good. The score I was going to say because I liked I liked all the use of Marvin Gaye, mm. um, and especially yeah. that especially the a cappella mm. version of uh, what's it's on called that what's going on that what's was going on yeah that was really good yeah I agree um, yeah but but I wasn't a fan of the score either mm. yeah I agree mm. um, oh, I saw, the, I also, especially sorry. in the war scenes yeah. Yeah, but again, I think that's intentional of war films. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it may be, but if, if if that is the case, then I think that's just ended up being a detriment to a, to himself rather than 
the guy who he didn't make it obvious enough. I don't think then if that's what it was. Yeah, the guy who did the score, um, Terence Blanchard. He's he's worked with Spike Lee many times. Um, I'm just looking now. He did he did the score for Black Klansman, uh, Inside Man, Twenty um, Fifth Hour. Basically, they're you know they're long time collaborators. Hmm. Um, That's the score in Inside Man is pretty good actually. So I'm quite surprised about. Malcolm X. Uh, lo- all, all loads of composers have hit and misses though, don't they? Even even Zimmer doesn't does, oh, does Christ, doesn't Christy he? does. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say more. I may say more so miss. Within the last maybe so, five yeah, years or so. Oh well, def- definitely yes. Then yeah. yeah, yeah, they all do. Really. He, he was he was he was Oscar nominated for his Black Klansman score, I think. Um, but I'd agree on this occasion. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best. Also, I want to just slip in there. Um, this was a point that someone made earlier. I think it was Jack. Um, but I actually was not a fan of um, them using the same actors for the flashbacks. Well, you weren't. No, I think that was a mistake. <laughs> I th- that just was something else that was kind of laughable, to be honest. What, Trying to see, seeing these, it? yeah, it massively took me out of it. Just, just like I, I understand he might have been trying to do something there, but it, it really brought me out of it. Just watching these yeah. old fogies trying to run around like they're in the Vietnam I think, War. Yeah, it's. It's a fair point. I've read a few reviews, and I've, I've read others who who sort of agree with you on that. But for me, it, it did work for me. I, I liked. I understand your point about it. And then I guess, but, I guess, I guess you know the idea of like I said, yeah. But to be um, honest, I think I don't know if that even really works because I would say, I mean, I'm not. I don't know what everyone thinks, but I would think that in their minds they are still young. That's what I've always heard lots of like older people say. In their minds, they're still 18, you know? Mm, mm, mm. So I think it's kind of the opposite. Mm. In that yeah, it's, a good, it's, a fair, it's a fair point. Uh, Pepster and Woody, did, would you have preferred to use younger actors? Um, I don't really know. Um, I don't think I've seen it before like that. No. Uh, it's something think, new, so, you know. Yeah, I think there was, a, for me, a slight confusion not a major confusion, but a slight confusion sometimes with what time period we were in. Um, I know they tried to use it with different filters, and I think you mentioned earlier on, Jack, with yeah, the aspect ratio. And ratio. Um, but I did, I, I did find it a slight, slightly confusing at different points. Um, however, I probably would have maybe been a bit more confused if they had used completely different actors because hmm. they weren't they didn't flash back as much throughout the film. So yeah, that's a good point to sort of understand who they were for those short, maybe minutes or two would have maybe been a little bit more, more of a faff potentially. It's definitely a good point. Um, but I also would have preferred more flashbacks. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that, well, I thought the flashbacks were the worst bits. Um, yeah, but I, when I say I pref- would have preferred more, that's when I'm thinking, well, I would have liked to have been kind of a different story. So it might, it would have been presumably done yeah. better if it, yeah, but, I agree. I, ultimately, I think they're only better to, because the Bloods keep, in real time, they keep talking about how much they idolised Norman Chadwick, um, Chadwick Boss, is it Bosman? Bosman, 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 I think. Yeah. Bosman's character. 
Um, but they were only kind of there just for us as an audience to see what he was like. Yeah, yeah, true. If, if it wasn't them um, shooting Vita Kong, it was uh, Norman giving a rousing Martin Luther King-esque kind of speech. And um, that's what I thought anyway. Yeah. And, no, no, honest, I agree. For someone that we've given a lot of stick to before, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I did. And um, this will be this. This might divide opinion. This, but I know we're a bit pressed for time. But I do think it's important we talk about the reveal of it was Paul who inadvertently shot Norman, um, and and then uh, he imagines he imagines Norman there, doesn't he? And they, and they have that embrace. Now, for me, that was really good. I really liked that, but I've I've got a feeling it might divide some opinion. Mm. Go on then. What what did you yeah. think? I liked hey. it. Oh, okay. You liked it, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. What, yeah. Even even the even the embrace between the two of them. Yeah, I think so. It it was just um, his last kind of slip into insanity, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And the cutaway to what he's actually doing. He's yeah. Only, it's like it's for him. It's him. He's at peace with himself finally. I think. Yeah. Um, and it's been. It's kind of what's made him put. Uh, it's kind of what made him a person that he is because he he killed Norman, um, and I, I don't know. I presume that none of the other Bloods know that. Or, no, no. I don't think any, so I don't no. Know, there, no there, was, there was a scene where he where he kind of lied about it, wasn't there? So he, he, he's flashback. blaming it on Paul's blaming it on Bavia Kong, um, yeah. and still sort of maintaining it. So I think, yeah, it, it was kind of like he was at one with himself now and. He's digging yeah, he, he can he can sit in it now, or he can yeah. he can lay in because it he, now. yeah because he's he's obviously battled with that for, for, well for his whole life hasn't he that that and 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 that's that's a something that he's kept to himself and then what Norman says to him when he's imagining him there is that you know he forgives him now um, mm. and I think that's what what you were saying he's found that closure almost and he's found the peace. Um, and, and and he just sort of cries, doesn't he? he? Just sort of lets it all out in in one big emotional yeah. sort of scene, and and for me it worked. But I'm getting a sense from Richie that perhaps you weren't as big of a fan. No, it, it didn't work hundred percent for me. Um, so this is something I was alluding alluding to before, um, because uh, yeah, obviously we know that Paul has been acting so erratic and has always been saying, oh yeah, no, I'm more affected than you guys. Um, and he doesn't give a reason for that, you know. So then, when he has this vision of uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, and then he opens up his coat to show the wound in his stomach, that's when I think, oh, right, so so Paul has uh, shot him then. Um, and then, uh, and then it goes into it, and I'm and I'm thinking, and it's and things have started to click into place for me, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is really good because he kind of really had a, a big like explosion earlier on about his son backstabbing him. So where I thought it was going to go at that point was that he had killed him and was backstabbing him for the gold or for, I don't know, some, some reason, like maybe to save himself or something. It could be anything. I don't know. That's where I thought it was going. And then I was like, oh, so that explains why he had such an, a massive reaction to his son backstabbing him. And that all clicks into place. 
and then he just killed him by accident. And so, and then, and then I feel like that forgiveness just comes out of nowhere. It's like, mm. why, why couldn't, why couldn't he have just had that vision at sooner? Um, cause there was nothing really like, it was obviously just an accident. And so it's just that as soon as we find out it's an accident, that's when he has the vision of the guy forgiving him. Mm. And so, no, that didn't work really for me. It, it felt like another thing that in a way was glossed over, even though it was clearly something throughout the whole film. That's, that's, you've put that point quite well, actually. And so is my take on it. Yeah. I think it would have been more interesting if, if it wasn't an accident. Um, yeah. And it, and it would have tied in better, I think, with what you're saying there about his son. Um, I didn't actually think about that at the time, but that's quite a good point you've made. Pepstone, what do you think I, of that? I, oh, sorry, go on. I, I think I disagree because I think it, when the fact that it was an accident made it even more of like a impactful moment because if he would have killed him over, over gold, then it's obviously like a, it's a thing because he, want, he wants it all for himself or something. I don't know. The fact that it was an accident and because, as I said before, he... Um, Norman was, or we all looked up to him, we all respected him, we all worshipped the ground that he, he walked. I think the fact that it was an accident and then he's subsequently hidden it and blamed it on the Viet Cong for all this time makes it even more of a shocking moment, personally. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, just not, I don't necessarily have a problem with it just being an accident. It was just, I don't know, I guess it was just something lined up in my mind at that point as making sense and then it didn't happen. Um, mm. And then, I don't know, it, 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 I think it was more the forgiveness thing. It was like, what, what specifically about this right now when he's, if anything, just going more insane and, and I don't know, it, it, whatever, it, it just kind of didn't really well, that might get be, there for me. Because he's going more insane, maybe he's just telling him that and telling that to himself yeah you see what i mean he's just yeah he wants that closure because he knows he's he's about to get killed anyway so why not go out in a state of more contentment than Hmm. i guess i just yeah i know that's true and maybe maybe that is the intention but i guess at the time while watching it maybe i didn't maybe i didn't feel like he did think he was going to die like right then Nah, he was digging his own grave and he had... No, 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 it was before he was digging his own grave. Oh, was it? Yeah. No. That's no, what I mean. No. No, I, 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 thought, I thought he came out of that vision and, and he was stood there digging. Yeah, yeah, he was with shovel in his hand. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I, I, I saw that as time had passed. No, I just think... Because he, he was just walking normally and then he had the vision... And then it cuts, so I was like, okay, some time has passed. Oh, did it? What was the cut? Just a normal cut? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't know now. I need to rewatch yeah, it. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't either, actually. Well, I guess, uh, I guess that just completely came across differently to us, so. Yeah. It makes, yeah, more, it, it makes more sense from your yeah. perspective in that, if, if that is the case, and maybe I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't. Have, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think that's quite important, isn't it? And, and I, I'm definitely with Woody. Like whilst actually watching it, I, I also thought that it was a vision he was having at that moment. Okay, I might be I, just wrong. I might just be wrong about that then. Perhaps uh, what yours? No, I, 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 I agree. I, I, I felt that. Um, 
and I, I thought what what would he thought, you know, he's he wants to just get that he wants to just get that forgiveness and feel content when he's dead. He knows he's gonna die. He's you know, there's no other way about it. He just wants to to get that forgiveness so that he can he can go mm. go with mm. it, sort of, okay. you know, find it resolved. So, well fair so enough. It, it, it worked really, for you then. Mm. Yeah, I know it did, it did. That's fair enough. It obviously just kept like yeah, I don't know if I missed something there or whatever, but Definitely, yeah, definitely some like what he said, Tarantino-esque violence, like Paul's death scene, and mm-hmm. um, there was a few examples of just sudden bursts of intense violence. Um, yeah, some of Viet Cong game popped off. Yeah, was, yeah, very, very over the top, and it's yeah ridiculousness. Yeah. Nice. Pat, do you need to go? I yeah. do. Yeah, I will have to head off. Can you quickly give us do, your favourite scene and your yes. uh, rating? Favourite scene for me would be, um, it would be the in the bar at the, towards the beginning. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that that scene. But to be honest, uh, if I was to say sort of the first sort of half an hour, I really really did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, no, in the bar for me. Rating, okay. yep. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with a five out of ten. Okay. I think, yeah. Christ. I yeah. thought you enjoyed it more than that, Pepster. Wow. You said it was uh, a mixed bag. I, well, yeah, no, it was a mixed bag. I, I, enjoyed, yeah, but... I enjoyed different parts um, more than others. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, mi- definitely middle of the road for me. Five stars for the five bloods. The five bloods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've yeah. come up a bit, Jack, during this review. You seem to be talking more yeah. positively than you were. Yeah, mm. I've definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I've definitely uh, definitely come up a little bit, and and, but, I'll, and I'll be. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll let Pepster yeah. go. Right. Yes, um, I will. Um, I'll chat to you later on on the chat. Right. <laughs> See you later. See you, See you later, Paul. Wait. Uh, okay. Are we Clark- ready? Sorry. I don't know if Clarky wanted to finish that point he was just making. What was it? About enjoying it more as he as we've talked. Yeah. Oh, um, possibly. Yeah. Well, I was just sort of saying that. I think as we've discussed it and and hearing Woody's points, and I think I've come up a little bit. Definitely. Um, I'll probably be giving it a higher rating than I would have done if you just asked me an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a mixed bag. I agree, I agree with Pep, but I think by the sounds of it, it was it was more of a, more of a mixed bag for him. And um, so yeah, it's 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 gone up. It's gone up. So we'll we'll see what Woody gives it and stuff. But do you want to? Um, does it make you want to explore more of his? his oh films? yeah, it does. I would say don't bother with the old boy remake because that is <laughs> an absolute pile of shards. No, I need. To, I, I'm desperate to see the original. Yeah, I've, I've, never, have seen, been, I've never seen the original. Really? No, I've yeah. been. De- I've had it on my watch list for so long. Well, it's one that um, Brighton really likes, doesn't he? He's mentioned it to me. Oh, really? No, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's why I found it. I, I, the original. Yeah, the original. Oh, right. I don't think he's ever mentioned that to me. That's the only reason I've ever heard of it before was because Brian. And then, yeah, I remember watching the trailer when we were probably still in school, thinking, "Oh, it looks sick." Yeah. And it was shit. Yeah, I remember we used to we used to talk about it, and it yeah. we, it looked it looked really good. Yeah. But the amount of times a, a trailer looks great, and then the film's horrendous. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. But yeah, so do you 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 would like to go back and watch some of his stuff then? Well, I yeah. definitely would be as well, really. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely interested to see that do the right thing one. 
Oh, I want to see. That's incredible. It's not on Netflix. It's I mm. got it on DVD. Um, but I think that's the best one. Okay. Um, I've actually just bumped it up half a star because mm. I'm, I'm looking at sort of what I've given the, his other films that I've seen. And I think it's still now, and I watched it probably two or three weeks ago, and I can still remember it clear as day. Um, Another one. I want to see um, this other one from his Chirac. I think it's called Chirac. Okay. Um, I've just seen it sort of, obviously, I think people have been re-watching Spike Lee films like you have, and it, so I've seen it come up. It might, I think it might have been on the most popular section at, at one point. Um, and just, just literally from going off the bio, it sounds good, but there's oh. so many. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so are we ready to move on to our favourite scenes now? Or I am, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, let's let's hit it. I mean, I've I've got mine. If anyone yeah. is struggling, but um, uh, it's a toss up between Pepster's scene, the bar scene, and the chicken scene on the boat. Yeah. So I think mm. I think I'll go for the chicken one because of um, you, you kind of you need the bar scene for the chicken scene to work in a way because it it shows us how unhinged Paul is and how yeah how he can, I think Clarky said how, how quickly he can just take a very relaxed situation and turn it on its head. Mm. Um, I think the chicken scene was brilliant. And I th- it was one that I, I didn't know when it was going to end, but I kind of didn't want it to end. When his boat started going off, because the Vietnamese guy was saying, well, he, he called, because Paul calls him a motherfucker, and he like, you killed my mum and dad. Mm. I, I thought that was brilliant. It was so tense. I, I didn't know where it was going to go next. Um and I, yeah, I thought he set it up well for kind of the rest of the film. And his act, his acting in that scene, just amazing. Yeah, and I know he, he said it, but he, he um, what's his full name? Delroy Lindo. Lindo. Del, Delroy Lindo. He's actually English. I didn't realize. Is he really? He was born hmm. in London. Well, good British, good British actor. See, I knew there was something about him. <laughs> good British actor. We we make the best, don't we? Um. um He's definitely got to be up for an Oscar. I think Clarky said that at the start of his review. Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, I can honestly say that's the best performance I've seen this year. And and, and in that in that scene alone, the range he, he goes from because he starts off obviously relaxed, then it's then it's just this fury and anger, and by the end of it, he's he's you know crying, and it's all very emo- emotion. Um, and he just he just went. From one to the next, uh, seamlessly and yeah, just fantastic. It says here that was his fourth collaboration with Spike Lee. Mm. So I'd be interested yeah. to watch the other ones. Malcolm X being one of them, right? I'd like to watch his, his other ones with Spike. Mm. Yeah, he was a great actor. Okay, Jack, have you got yours? I have got mine, and I don't think it's one we actually talked about in the main review, but I did mention that. It really moved me this film, and um, despite the few issues I had with it, it, it was still able to do that um, quite strongly. I, I really did find find it quite powerful. Um, and one of the standout scenes for, in that regard was when they discover Norman's uh, remains, and they gather around it, and it's and clearly for all of them, it's it's incredibly emotional. Um, 
and it's Paul who actually leads it. And it's a side to Paul that we don't really see at any other stage. Um, you know, he, he just sort of says, you know, we're here now and my son's here and he, and he introduces his son. Um, and just seeing that group of friends surround their fallen comrade was, for me, really quite quite moving. And, um, and what Paul said uh, just uh, raised it for me. Um, I thought his words were really quite... Just, I know I said the script for me wasn't the best, but in that moment and in, in other moments as well, but in that moment, it was, yeah, very, very powerful. So that's, that's mine. All right. That's, uh, yeah, that's a good one, Jack. Um, but for me, it's the same toss up Woody had. Um, <laughs> and I think I'm going to go for the bar scene. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um, right up until the, uh, the firecrackers at the end of it. Um, yeah, yeah, that was all. That was all really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's my favourite scene. The uh, the very deliberate placing of the apocalypse now poster as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that's the end of spoiler talk for the uh, Five Bloods. So you can listen now without fear. And um, what are we gonna give this film out of ten, everyone? I think I'll I think I'll hit it with seven point five. All right. Yeah, I did really enjoy it, as I said, and I think whenever you watch a Spike Lee film, it's it's an education. I think I was definitely educated again here. I did another thing I mentioned last week, um, 13th documentary on Netflix. Hmm. Some of the points, some of the points that were made in The Five Bloods were, um, were went into quite a bit of detail in 13th. So it helped me a bit to understand the history and the exploitation and that side of things. But yeah, I as I said, I, I really enjoyed this one. Not his best, but not his worst either. So, 7.5 for me. Cool. Jack? That's interesting, Woody. I, I, I half expected you to put it a little bit higher. Um, but I mean, 7.5 high. is pretty high. No, no, it's high. It's, um, it's, a, it's a high rating, yeah. Um, yeah, well, do you know what? I did enjoy it um, quite a lot. I do have issues with it. Um, I could have done with, and I know you're not going to get it with Spike Lee, but I think it's still fair to say that I think it would have been a better film had it been slightly less on the nose with a lot of its, um, you know, Trump. I don't think we needed that clip of Trump at the rally and all that stuff. Um, But performance-wise, you know, the ensemble cast, excellent. it moved me. I can't ignore that. And yeah, having talked about it, it's, it's definitely gone up a little bit. So I'm going to give it a 6.5. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, uh, I'm obviously more towards Joe's side of things, um, but I'm going to go a little bit higher than him just and go 5.5 out of 10 for me. It's just kind of just above uh, average yeah. for me, this one. Yeah, I think... I definitely preferred Black Klansman. I'd like to rewatch that actually. Um, mm. I think Black Klansman yeah. lined up better with the points it was making as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it actually. Um, mm. But if I'm going to go back and watch some Spike Lee joints, then I think I better prioritise perhaps some of his earlier stuff because um, you know I've already seen Black Klansman. I quite like to watch some that I haven't seen. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing that, getting on that quite soon. I think. 
cool. there's, there's plenty out there for you to see, sink, sink yeah. your teeth into. All right. Uh, well, then, shall we move on? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to uh, things that we've watched this week. Uh, Jack's just admitted to us that he's uh, not got anything. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. Um, sorry. I've only... <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've only really got one thing uh, that I can that I want to bring up, uh, which is that I watched Babel uh, recently by yeah. Alejandro Iñárritu, uh, who did The Revenant and uh, Birdman, we may remember. Um, and I liked both of those films, and I really liked this one as well. Um yeah, five stars. Yes, may have been a bit hasty with the five stars um, at the time. I think I could, I might see that coming down a little bit in in, in any future watches. But it was very good, um, and I did really enjoy it. Uh, and I did, like, there was no point at it where I felt bored. And it's a lot of kind of interweaving stories that are all kind of loosely connected together, basically. I think he does um, that in. A- I think he likes that idea, doesn't I think he's got some other films where he does that. Really? Yeah, yes. There's, I saw a review on Letterboxd that said something about this being the third in a trilogy of death or something. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that might be to do with that. Mm. Um, which I imagine is not like a trilogy in the traditional sense in that they're actually sim- like the same stories, but maybe they're kind mm. of similar in the way they work, maybe. Yeah. Um, may- maybe it's more like the... Uh, Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, no, all those stories really worked for me and I enjoyed every single one of them, which I think can be a difficult thing. Ordinarily in things like that, where there's lots of interweaving stories, there's usually like one or two that's just like, I don't yeah. give a shit about these characters. Mm. Um, but they were all really interesting and it had, it had just had really nice themes and I, I liked the whole thing. Um, it's not really. I don't think there's really any point going into like the actual story behind it, mm. um, because it's not really. I don't know if it's really the point. So uh, was Brad on top form? Brad was on top form. I mean, he's he's. Although I wouldn't say that his story was my favourite. Um, they they weren't really in it that much, to be honest. Um, mm. And there was some standout performances from some of the other stories, to be honest, um, from some of the smaller smaller players mm. um but yeah no i was absolutely great to watch and great filmmaking as always from uh, alejandro so uh yeah i would definitely recommend it i know woody you've said that you've got it on dvd and ready to watch yeah it's one of them but i i, I think i went to um is it C, cex you know that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I just got to be careful how I say, how I say that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, went in there and just sort of with a fiver and bought a load of different things. Um, I have a fiver, my good man. What can you provide me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of them belt. It's one of them belting shops where you can pick up some gems in like the fifty p section. Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, that's it was one of them that um, I picked up, but it's it's been sat there for ages and I just never never put it on. And I saw your your five star rating on Letterbox. I thought, right, Christ, <laughs> get, get on this now. No, yeah, it's the same for me. I've had it on DVD for ages and just yeah. never got around to watching it. And I think I said last week that I've started 
trying to watch all these DVDs I've got <laughs> and never watched. Yeah, he's got um, he's got quite a great reputation, hasn't he? I've not seen Birdman, you know. I don't know. No, I know you. Yeah, I know you didn't like that. Oh yeah, um, that's a divisive one. Maybe we should do that. <laughs> it's was, and you know, yeah, it's quite a different one, I guess. I'd be up yeah. for watching it again. So. All right. Cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, well, I don't think it was that long ago since I but watched we, it, but we, we, we all loved the Revenant, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Amazing. So, very different films, though. So yeah. Yeah. Very different. I guess maybe. Yeah, I guess maybe he's got lots of different things. So. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'd be definitely interested to see what you think of uh, Babel, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give that a go now. Nice. Oh, good stuff. That sounds really good. Yeah, uh, but that should probably... that just about do it for me, I think. I, I've got a few things that I can very quickly run through. Very, through very quickly. So, obviously, I've, I've been watching a lot of Spike Lee. I'm not going to mention them anymore. Mm. I've, I've said my stuff on them. But something that um, Richie mentioned quite a few weeks ago... And I went and watched, and he gave he gave it he gave it another five stars, and I thought, right, okay, let's let's go and enjoy this. Ooh. Midnight Run. <laughs> oh, what's yeah. about the shine? <gasps> oh, I know. I could feel I, that coming. <laughs> it, it, it was awful. I I really really struggled with it. Oh no, a dagger Ooh. a dagger through my heart. Yeah, and kind of everything, all the points you made about it, um, being. A really good buddy cop film. Mm. I just, I just didn't get it. I, I really wasn't on board. Um, I, f- I think I've got a problem with buddy cop films. I just don't. <laughs> think if it, if it's not Beverly Hills Cop, I'm not interested. I haven't seen that. And I didn't, I didn't like Fletch. You, you two really like Fletch. Oh, oh yeah, wow. that's a great I film. Yeah. Don't care less about that. <laughs> so I just don't think the style works for me. Um, oh, that's, a shame. that's a shame. Yeah, I just. I mean, maybe maybe five stars is a little bit silly for me, but I, it's just one that I find really fun. Uh, I watched it a few years ago for the first time. Uh, someone at work at the time lent it to me, uh, who sometimes listens to the show, by the way, still. So, shout out shout to out. shout out to Pete. Um, thank Hello, you for Pete. thank you for lending me Midnight Run all those years ago. <laughs> um, and I just yeah, I just had such a blast watching it that time, and uh, did again a few weeks ago. I think it's so fun. But yeah, so that's uh, that's that's disappointing that you uh, had mm. such a poor experience of it. Yeah, no, yeah, I was gutted to be honest because uh, <laughs> really, I really wanted to like it. Yeah, I just just couldn't, just couldn't. Do you not like the? What about the music? Do you like the music? The music was great. Yeah, yeah, nice. Well, the music of it. <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't dislike? Who doesn't not like eighties uh, music? You know, yeah, it's, true. It's hard to, it's hard to ball that up. Um, yeah, because you know, Fletch, I like the music in Fletch as well. To be fair, but. That's about it. That's all I liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that was, disapp- that was disappointing. Um, then something that wasn't disappointing, and I, I've, I've got to talk about this film, Shoplifters, which was... Oh, I saw you liked this. It, it was up for the Oscar for Best Foreign Film. Yeah. I believe 2018. It might be 19. What year I think it won, the, it won the Palm Door. Yeah. What year did Roma come out? Uh, 2018. Uh, was it 18? Yeah, so it was, I think that's it was, right. Yeah, it was, it was that year and Roma actually won, which which I find absolutely baffling after watching Oh yeah, you didn't like it, did you? I loved Roma. I didn't yeah. I didn't dislike it. I just didn't love it, as everyone else did at the time. Everyone was... Yeah, because at the time raving. it was very... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Proper raving about it. And it didn't just... 
I didn't just get that when I watched it. Mm. Then I watched Shoplifters and I thought that was it's a it's a gorgeous little film. It, it really is. Um it's it just a, it tells a story of this family, a poor family in Japan and what they do to get by. And I just think I, you shouldn't really say anything more about it. I think you should go and, you should go and watch it. I, yeah, I've not, like, not heard I ordered of it. it on DVD. You've not heard of it? I don't think so. Oh, it's been on my watch list ever since it came out. Cause, oh, yeah, well, it, it's on my watch list, so maybe I haven't. Oh, yeah. oh well, yeah. no, I probably just put it on there after I saw your initial uh, saw your yeah. review of it, though. Because I don't think I've heard of it. Well, I gave Roma three and a half stars, which is the same of is a high rating. Might be about Roma is one. I think I gave it a really high rating as well. I think Roma is one for me where I can appreciate the great filmmaking behind it, but I don't think I enjoyed it that much. Mm. No, because mm. um, Alfonso Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah. Role, he? Um, yeah. He did make the best Harry Potter film, I'll give him that, but Gravity was a shot, <laughs> right? Good points. Very good points. Oh, did he direct Gravity? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's two very different films. Um, but just, yeah. just going back to Shoplift, if you can try and find it, chaps, I think you should give it a go because it's, it's, it's really emotional. Um, it's but it's one of them as well where it's sad but it's funny it's just got everything it's got absolutely everything oh definitely Um, search that i I can't wait i can't wait to watch it again over the years because it's just it was just really really well pulled together um i thoroughly enjoyed it nice yeah nice yeah do you want to i do want to mention um again fucking hell one that is really really hyped up and I just didn't enjoy uh, the post. I agree uh, with you on this. Were we yeah. talking about this the other night, Clark? Was that hyped up? I thought that got panned, didn't it? No, I, um, thought, it was, I thought it was quite well. Um, I think I think critically it was well. It was up for Oscars, wasn't it? Um, yeah, oh, that's, that's no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think a lot of I saw a, a yeah. lot of bad reviews for it. I I really did. I agreed with your review, Woody. Yeah, I think we. T- oh, that's it. Yeah, we we're talking about it on Letterbox and. Um, and when we compared it to Spotlight, which we liked, but Richie hated. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. That. Um, it is on Netflix, Richie, so maybe you should give it a try. Oh, but everyone's just said it's so boring. I've got it no interest. It is fucking boring. I've got no it interest is, to watch it. <laughs> it's completely boring. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Doors Dishwater, and it's, it's a real missed opportunity because the story itself, based on true events, but the, the actual story is really fascinating. Um, and they could have done a lot with it. They could have done a hell of a lot because you've got Spielberg, you've got Hanks, you've got Streep, you've got all these big hitters. Was it, was it Bob Odenkirk in it? Bob Odenkirk's in it. David yeah. Cross. Um, very strange casting. Well, Bob and Dave back together. Bob and Dave back together, but it's a very strange casting. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't really work in this film. <laughs> but you, you've got all these, on paper, really appealing elements, but... It's just a lot of shite. It's right. really, really dull. There's no other way to describe it. It's just being. It's quite a chore because it's long as well. It's really long. Jesse Plemons, who we, we like as well, mm. he pop he pops up and brings nothing to the table. <laughs> the dialogue is like Sorkin-esque, trying its hardest to be Sorkin. Um, painfully, painfully so. We know that I'm not a fan of Sorkin at the best of time, but... It's even worse when you try and see like a 
a two bob imitation of it. Mm. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's a real shame. The best parts are, of it are when you actually see the, the papers, the newspapers getting printed. Yeah, really yeah. Like that, that, that montage of. Yeah. Because obviously, in my job, it's, it's not like that anymore, I can tell you. <laughs> I've just been. I was the editor last week, um, and it's not how they do it. <laughs> I mean, used to do it at all, literally printing it onto this press and the big press churning it out and all that. The room shaking as you as it's as it's going to press is yeah. It really has changed from, from that perspective. But, so what what prompted you to watch that? Is it on what is it on Netflix or um, it was on Netflix. It was one that had been on the watch mm. list for quite some time. Um and we me and Grace just in the mood for it one night. Sometimes you want something that a bit of a drama it's yeah get some yeah. get some sink your teeth into i can't say that tonight but she really liked it so oh, she yeah. she really liked it uh and i i hated it so i don't know all right get on spotlight then see what she thinks of that yeah yeah <laughs> i think that's actually on it's either on prime or netflix actually yeah um I, yeah I will be up for watching that again at some point because it's been a while. Um, right. <laughs> well, I, I have to say there's there's a bit of curiosity in me to see whether I'll uh, absolutely love this one um, because I hated Spotlight and you guys. Yeah, I think if you that. didn't like Spotlight, it looks like the pattern yeah. is you're going to love this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure there's quite enough evidence to support that uh, <laughs> thesis nope. just, yet, just yet, but we'll, you know, there's a little bit of curiosity in me, but... Um, I don't think I have any interest really to see it, so yeah, it's, pro- probably won't. You've definitely got to be in the right right mood. Some of the, some of the. I know Spielberg's been working for a long time, but he's, he hasn't half made some shite. I tell you, <laughs> War Horse. You ever seen that? No, no I haven't. Fire. There's another one that's that, bad. Um, Her and made me watch it. One of her favourites. Got it on DVD. Two and a half hours of absolute nothing. <laughs> Absolute nothing. But I mean, his, his bad things are, you can count them on one hand really, can't you? The rest of them are brilliant. On well, I don't think we were massive fans of Bridge of Spies either, were we? No, Bridge of Spies was, was another poor one. Um, did anyone see Ready Player One? No, no I didn't actually, to, to be fair. I want to watch it. I, re- yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah, of course you fucking liked it, Jack. It's just fucking spewing over Back to the Future throughout the whole thing, isn't it? No, it's not the whole thing. Yes, there's lots of references in there, but it's not all about Back to the Future. It's just like, oh, isn't Back to the Future good? And Jack's just in there. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, this is a good <laughs> film. <laughs> no, there's a lot more to it than that. Uh, I don't know whether you two would like it. Interesting to see what you think, but... Mm. Um, I do want to I do want to watch it. Yeah, me yeah. too. It's on Prime as well, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just added it on, so it's on the list. Hmm. Okay, cool. Um, right, and we know Jack's got nothing, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess then we can just move on to say that you can email us at filmnight at yahoo.co.uk if you want. Please follow us on Twitter at filmnight underscore and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcatcher that you found us on. Other than that, unless anybody's got anything else they'd like to say. No. no. Alright, then I guess I'll say. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.